His chief of staff in the Senate has taken over uh, the staff level at the transition. Uh, we're hearing that Sessions very well may be a defense secretary pick, but his influence goes far beyond that. He's having a lot of say over who gets other jobs and who's being vetted uh, for some of the senior level positions in the administration. And we just can't underscore enough the role that the family is playing. Jared Kushner, uh, who's the husband of Ivanka Trump, he's 35 years old, a real estate developer just like Donald Trump. Uh, he's exerting a tremendous authority over the process. He's having a lot of say over every single staff position, and uh, as are the other the the other adult children of Donald Trump. Let me add two names in the national security area. Uh, one is, is um, uh, General Flint, who has been close to Donald Trump and is rumored as a national security possibility. That's right. And, and we're hearing that he is uh, sort of personally overseeing all of the national security uh, selections right now. He's, he's having a lot to, to do with uh, who's considered for CIA, who's considered for DNI, who's considered at, at the State Department, at the Pentagon, uh, all the way down. He, he is Donald Trump's most trusted national security advisor. He's considered sort of a shoe-in to be the national security advisor at the White House, but he's exerting a lot of control uh, in the transition you deliberations right now. also the name right of John now. Bolton. That's right. And, and he's under consideration for secretary of state. He's a controversial figure uh, himself. He had to be appointed through a recess appointment in the Bush administration to become the ambassador to the United Nations. Uh, Trump is considering him for secretary of state along with Rudy Giuliani. They're the top two uh, candidates as, as far as we know at this point. And the important thing about all of these uh, candidates under consideration is loyalty. It's something that we knew in the campaign that Donald Trump uh, prized loyalty from people. He demands it from people. And they're really not giving a lot of consideration to people for top jobs in this administration who were not on board with the Trump campaign uh, during the general election and were not enthusiastically supporting him. And, and so that's not only that the people in the never Trump movement are not being considered, but even if you were a Republican who was sort of neutral and you weren't saying anything pro or con about Donald Trump in the campaign, uh, that's a knock against you uh, right now in this transition process. I want to come to some general questions again, but that brings me to Steve Bannon. Tell me, uh, Ken, tell me this, who Steve Bannon is and, and why is he so, uh, you know, when they made the announcement of the new uh, chief of staff, Reince Priebus, uh, it was Steve Bannon that led the list and he's going to be the principal uh, strategist and, and senior advisor, uh, someone that most people don't know, but is enormously controversial. Yeah, so Steve is uh, a fascinating character. He was an investment banker and about five years ago, maybe th uh, after um, um, Andrew Breitbart died, he took over the reins at Breitbart and really grew it into a major media organization, 37 million unique visitors they report last, last, uh, um, last month and really created a Trump movement before there was Trump. Um, uh, and Donald Trump really rode the wave of the Breitbart audience to the Republican nomination um, uh, and then brought Steve in in August to be his campaign manager uh, with the results <coughs> that we all know. Uh, Breitbart is, uh, you know, uh, uh, Steve and Breitbart, are, they're really professional and provocateurs is what they are uh, around issues of nationalism, trade, um, anti-government, anti-Washington, anti-establishment. So he's sort of an extraordinarily outside figure to be now Mr. Inside in the White House. Uh, could I don't you, think I've seen anything like it in my lifetime. Okay, I want to talk more about him, but can you say, yeah. could you say that without him, uh, Donald Trump would not have been elected president? I could say, I think, I would say even more than that. I think without him, there would have been no political movement that Trump could ride to the nomination. Um, you know, they call Breitbart Trump Pravda. 
But really, it's sort of the other way around. There was a synergy between the two um, because there was a movement that, that Trump could um, uh, uh, develop and take forward. I, I don't think he would have been the nominee without, without Breitbart uh, driving that energy in the alt-right. Uh, Josh Green, tell me about what influence he has. What is it that he believes in uh, that he may have influenced Donald Trump to believe in? Well, Bannon is, is, is a hard right populist who believes that uh, the same uh, populist uprisings we've seen sweep across Europe and Great Britain with the Brexit vote uh, is sweeping across the United States as well, and that Trump is essentially the figure that embodied that here in the U.S. So everything Bannon was telling Trump uh, was to position himself as just such a figure, and it succeeded in, in getting Trump elected president. Uh, but, but more than that, I mean, the characterization of him is someone who, who sees politics uh, as a disruptive force. As a